Volume One, Chapter Thirteen of Mrs. Armitage or Female Domination by Mrs. Gore. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Helen Taylor. Chapter Thirteen. She of late is froward, reserved, and sad, and vexed of little things, which her great soul, ashamed of, straight shakes off and is composed again. Dryden. During that day although mrs armytage maintained the strictest silence touching the extraordinary visitation with which she had been favoured it was plain that her indignation was overpowering and yet at times sophia could not help fancying that her mother seemed pleased pleased perhaps to find her vague prejudices against the odious family of baltimore so fully justified but if tuesday had been unpropitious to the cause of the ill-starred arthur wednesday did wonders in his favour wednesday brought the foreign post and the foreign post a letter for his mother which it would be unjust to his first efforts in parliamentary correspondence to transfer to the dry periods of narrative let the new m p speak as new m p s should for himself rudericoli april second dear mother i have hitherto refrained from writing to you solely in deference to what i concluded must be your wishes on the subject if therefore i do wrong in now addressing you attribute it to my sincere desire of profiting by your judgment and fulfilling your wishes you must not suppose that because i consulted only my own inclinations in an affair so nearly concerning my happiness as marriage i am indifferent to yours on that or any other subject but without wearying you with professions allow me to come at once to a point of business i have this day received a hurried letter from a person of the name of gumption who i think i recollect as a scamp of an attorney at thoroton stating that in consequence of old arables being raised to the peerage and a vacancy unexpectedly occurring in the representation of the borough he had brought me forward and secured my election in his great zeal for my interests and those of the country in short that he had done his officious best to thrust me into parliament whether i would or no the business has taken me altogether by surprise conscious that i have deeply offended you i foresee that i can scarcely stir in it without offending you further i am aware that you formerly entertained a project of bringing me forward into political life as a representative of our family interest but it seems probable that your views on this point may have changed with circumstances my own fortune does not place me in a situation to accept the honours so unsatisfactorily bestowed nor am i desirous that they should be the means of marking to the world the differences existing between us now i appeal to your candour my dear mother to acquit me of all intention of manoeuvring myself into a happier situation and if it be your desire that i should decline the seat offered i will seize the pretext of health or some other equally valid to excuse myself to my self-constituted constituency your silence will suffice to confirm me in this intention but if on the contrary i receive a word of encouragement from your hand i own it will infinitely gratify me to return to england with the hope of restoring myself to your confidence and affection act however in your decision as if this desire had not been expressed 
and whatever your sentence may prove believe in the unaltered respect of your affectionate son arthur maudsley armytage this frank and unanticipated appeal went straight to the heart of mrs armytage reserved people are peculiarly susceptible to the influence of frankness and reserved or not there was a vein of generosity in the imperious woman's nature that glowed with sympathy towards the fine free forgiving temper of her son within the last few days reginald maudsley's cool ungenial inaccessibility had put her somewhat out of conceit with the pendencies and expediencies of life and now that arthur had proved himself guiltless of all confederacy with her enemies she was almost ready to pardon him for having been elected in opposition to the candidate of her choice sophia said she addressing her daughter who sat anxiously watching the expression produced upon her countenance by the perusal of the letter while maudsley who was seated opposite and equally scrutinising affected to give his whole attention to the decipherment of the times i know you are eager to learn the result of your brother's explanations you will rejoice to find that he has completely vindicated himself of coalition with the plots of mr gumption i rejoice to find that you admit his exculpation dear mamma said sophia colouring for myself believe me i never for a moment doubted my brother's innocence i did and am sorry for it nay more ashamed of it continued mrs armytage and the word ashamed sounded strangely when pronounced by lips so stern as hers it must assuredly afford you considerable consolation under the very awkward circumstances in which you have been placed by the unhappy marriage contracted by my cousin observed the sententious reginald to find that he has disavowed all intention of entering into public opposition to your views and feelings for as his father-in-law mr baltimore was observing yesterday morning we will not talk of mr baltimore now hastily interrupted sophia tell me dear mother what are arthur's intentions about the election to submit to mine and may i ask what have you decided is he likely to return to england immediately to take his seat in the house of commons demanded maudsley sneeringly to establish himself in mine said mrs armytage provoked into saying more than she intended by the cold-blooded and ill-timed irony of her kinsman my dear dear mamma cried sophia seizing and kissing her mother's hand you will write to-day and tell him so will you not you are his habitual correspondent said mrs armytage hesitatingly and it will save a world of disagreeable explanations if you undertake the task of expressing my desire that he should return home without loss of time the word home thus applied to arthur produced a delightful effect on the ears of sophia but she resisted no mother you must write to him yourself think what it will be for my brother to receive a letter from your own hand after so many months silence pray write to him yourself if i can be of the least use my dear madam as your amanuensis reginald began not in the slightest i thank you replied mrs armytage gradually recovering her self-possession 
sophia is right it is my business to write to my son i will dispatch my letter instantly sophie my love while i am in the library order the carriage to drive over to greta castle i shall request my friend lord rotherham to oblige me by announcing at thoroton that mr armytage may be immediately expected no doubt he has already communicated his intention to gumption said reginald curious to discover exactly by what terms of submission arthur had operated so sudden a revolution in the feelings of his mother i rather think not said mrs armytage dryly poor mr baltimore if he have not yet quitted the blue boar how he will be charmed to learn this change in the prospects of his son-in-law persisted the disappointed man not more than all our friends and neighbours to find arthur once more restored to my mother's affections cried sophia the gretas the maranhams the wemmersleys all have taken the estrangement so much to heart mrs armytage stopped short as she was leaving the room sophia had not benefited her brother's cause as she intended by this last observation mrs armytage scarcely liked to hear that the position of her son excited so strong an interest among her friends and neighbours no doubt many of them had silently adjudged her to be in the wrong half the mischief that occurs in families she petulantly observed is occasioned by the undue interference of strangers by the idle habit prevailing in the world of commenting on the business of others of which we know nothing and of which did we know anything delicacy should interdict the discussion it was fortunate perhaps for miss armytage that maudsley had attempted to make so much of his advantages with his high-minded cousin had he left his injuries to be redressed by a voluntary effort of her generosity mrs armytage would probably have confirmed her early intentions in his favour it had in truth been long her dearest desire to make him her son-in-law but she would not be dictated to even for the furtherance of projects of her own and when that evening the mortified reginald demanded an audience of her insisted largely upon the injury already experienced by the maudsley family at her hands in her preference of a stranger to his father and her infructuous election overtures to himself and seemed to make the hand of sophia a meed due to the reparation of his wrongs rather than a generous concession mrs armytage's pride enlisted itself against his pretensions she assured him she should leave the decision entirely to the discretion of her daughter nothing less than some very strong excitement would have wrung such a declaration from her lips so little indeed was she in the habit of vesting any right of option in her children and so strong was the influence of the ruling passion in her breast that in her conference on the subject with sophia these generous intentions appeared to be already obliterated from her mind i have undertaken said she ceremoniously to lay before you the pretensions of your cousin reginald to your hand as the eldest son of my nearest relative sir john maudsley no less than on account of the honourable character he has already attained in society he has every claim to your consideration when i add that his suit has obtained my fullest sanction i trust i have said all that is necessary to say on the subject i have been unfortunate in my recent attempts to promote the interests of my young relative 
i trust my aid may be more available in securing his happiness not by a marriage with your daughter my dear mother cried sophia believe me no measure would be more injudicious for all parties of all the men i have ever seen reginald maudsley is the one i could least like least love least honour as a husband my opinion it seems possesses considerable value in your eyes ejaculated mrs armytage far be it from me to exercise authority over you on such a point but i did hope my judgment might be in some degree operate in the regulation of your own judgment oh, mother it is too late to talk of judgment replied sophia do you mean me to understand then hastily interrupted mrs armytage that pre-engagement renders impossible the alliance which for many years past i have derived so much satisfaction from contemplating not an engagement you cannot for a moment suppose i could have taken a step of so much importance without reference to your advice mrs armytage's wrath was somewhat appeased by this declaration but she resolved to make the utmost use of sophia's mood of submission i am to understand then said she that your objection to this match is personally and exclusively to mr maudsley personally and exclusively and that on any similar occasion i may esteem myself secure of holding a mother's right of influence over your decision that you will not in short engage yourself without my approbation certainly certainly i will do more i promise you my dear mother that no inclination no preference of my own shall induce me to marry without your consent all you have done all you are still doing for me all the authority which you derive over my conduct from the laws of nature and of god demand such a pledge do not insist upon my marrying my cousin maudsley or any other man objectionable to my feelings and i leave all the rest in your hands to your wishes i submit the absolute control of my prospects in life mrs armytage no less surprised than delighted imprinted a kiss on the forehead of her submissive child ere she proceeded to acquaint mr maudsley with the decision of sophia but even prepared as she now was for the unamiable stiff-neckedness of his egotism she had not anticipated the insolent reproaches with which her communication was received by her protege the haughtiness of whose temper was only too unsatisfactorily congenial with her own she felt herself irretrievably offended and when the carriage of the indignant reginald drove forth from the courtyard his kinswoman hardened her heart with the most indignant resentment against even his contingent claims of succession to the family inheritance she was more enraged against her graceless favourite than she had ever been against her son but while sophia elate with the prospect of arthur's restoration to favour watched exultingly from the window the final exit of the disappointed maudsley the rival at home of her lover and her brother she did not sufficiently reflect upon the infinite importance of the prerogative with which she had invested mrs armytage in the triumph of sisterly affection she forgot that henceforth the control of her hopes and happiness was delegated to another 
that she was no longer even nominally the arbitress of her own career alas the first dark page of her destinies was already unfolding end of volume one chapter thirteen